南無妙法蓮華経南無妙法蓮華経南無妙法蓮華経はい How you doing? <laughs> I hope you're well and secure.、Um, it's a crazy world, isn't it?、Uh, and I know、uh, our Sangha is all over the world, so I'm speaking to you directly、um, and very much aware that all of us are in some very different circumstance. So,、um, this way, even though this is a video, I feel connected to you. And all I want is for you to increase your confidence in your practice every day. Right? Keep it strong. Savor it, as I say. And、uh, here's a wonderful word it's a mouthful、um, that we come across in our studies. Anuttara samyak sambodai. Sometimes hyphenated as three words. Sometimes、uh, just as、uh, Samyak Sambodai. But we're going to talk about the entire word,、uh, which for modern Buddhists generally comes out as Buddhahood.、Uh, but I think it's important to know the roots of these things.、Uh, just as our,、uh, we're f- our fascinating and multifaceted mind can create insights for us based on. How many ways we look at perhaps the same thing, but is there a same thing, right? Moment to moment, moment to moment.、Yeah. It's a philosophical question, I suppose. So here we go. Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. Ultimately, a transliteration from Sanskrit. Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. Literally, for some academics, highest perfect awakening. Some would say perfect, complete enlightenment. Some would say, insert three different words here, right? This is an interpretation from Middle Chinese. Possibly through Pali, the English term enlightenment is the Western translation of various Buddhist terms, most notably Bodhi and Vimuti. The abstract noun, bodai,、um, uh, and bodai in、uh, Pali or Sanskrit, means the knowledge or wisdom, and we hear that used a lot, Buddha wisdom, yes, or awakened intellect, probably don't hear that as much, of a Buddha. The verbal root, bud, means to awaken. And its literal meaning is closer to awakening. Although the term Buddhai is also used in other Indian philosophies and traditions, its most common usage is in the context of Buddhism. Vimukti is the freedom from or release of the fetters and hindrances. So we talk about emancipation or liberation of what? Cravings and clingings, right? For noble truths from the very start. The term enlightenment was popularized in the Western world through the 19th century translations of German born philologist sorry, Max Muller. It has the Western connotation of general insight into transcendental truth 
or reality. The term is also being used to translate several other Buddhist terms and concepts which are used to denote initial insight or prajna, wu in Chinese, kensho and satori in Japan, J- Japanese. Satori may be familiar to those who studied the samurai codes, yes, the Bushido code. And knowledge or vidya. The blowing out, quote-unquote, of nirvana. And, um, where am I? Yeah, of distributing emotions and desires, or disturbing emotions, and again, craving and clinging. And the attainment of supreme Buddhahood, samyak sambodai, as exemplified by Siddhartha Gautama as Shakyamuni Buddha. Now, this says Gautama Buddha, I would argue there was never any such thing as a Gautama Buddha uh, because by the time Shakyamuni was recognized as enlightened, he transcended his earthly man existence, Siddhartha Gautama, and became um, Shakyamuni. Shakyamuni breaks down into two terms, Muni being great sage, somebody who has attained Buddhahood in his case, and Shakya being of the Shaka clan, right? So Shakya Muni, Buddha. Mm. Gautama would be kind of an insult, right? Okay. What exactly constituted the Buddha's awakening is unknown. It may have involved the knowledge that liberation was attained by the combination of mindfulness and dhyana, or deep penetration, applied to the understanding of the arising and ceasing of craving. The relation between dhyana and insight is a core problem in the study of Buddhism and is one of the fundamentals of Buddhist practice. In the Western world, the concept of spiritual enlightenment has taken on a romantic meaning. It has become synonymous with self-realization and the true self and false self, being regarded as a substantial essence being covered over by social conditioning or samsara. So maybe I should add a little bit more to that. But that's the conventional thinking on Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. So um, give me suggestions if you think I should go a little further. You know I've talked about this at length, so this could end up being a book in itself. But as a working knowledge of what that means, I think that pretty much sums it up. So uh, the next term will be Arhat or Arahant. I have lots to say on that. Um, you know, pages actually. And then Asura. So we will continue. We're still in the A's <laughs> at the beginning of the uh, of volume two. I hope this is useful for you. Please take care of your health. Hmm? Thank you for your support. Patrons, you are, as I've said, universally worthy bodhisattva. And uh, all of you who are purchasing ebooks or print books or, or uh, uh, Nichiren, uh, digital copies of Nichiren inscribed mandala, so you're practicing with Nichiren's mandala, not Bob's or Ted's or whatever. <laughs> Keep it up. I really appreciate your support and practice for all of us 
for the Sangha. We thank you. And I will see you in the next one. Bye for now.